The year is 2004. I'm Zach. I'm Dave. I'm Charlotte. And this is the Dean's List. Welcome to My Marvelous Year, the comic book reading club, where we go through the best of Marvel comics from its origins to today. I'm Zach, your comic book professor, I think that's fair to say. Um, I, uh, it's 2004, 1984, I started a tradition of every year that ends with four, uh, doing a special list of Marvel comics that we've called the Dean's List, but it's not called the Dean's List this time. It's called The Dean's Pissed, because I've been sabotaged by my co-hosts. Oh, boy. Dave has been raring for a fight about these comics for a long time. And then, oh, a few days before recording, oh, Zach, do you mind waking up at 5.30 to talk about these comics? <laughs> uh, just, it really fits my schedule if we record at 6 a.m. Yeah. your time. Love oh, you putting yeah, that on Dave, but up... it's my... <laughs> it's my fault up several... Yeah, I know he paid you to do this. Sure, sure, yeah. Yeah, by the way, Dave, I still haven't gotten anything on my PayPal. If you could, uh, yeah. Oh, did <laughs> yeah, you say process? Did you say PayPal? <laughs> Sorry, I, I I thought you said pay a gal. So I gave all the money <laughs> no. to pay a gal. And uh, I, just, I'm surprised gotcha. it hasn't gotten there yet. Gotcha. You just paid a woman, just any woman. Um, <laughs> just paid your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dave wanted to make sure that uh, he was at his... Best to argue about Spider-Man Sin's past, which is what we're going to be talking about, and then I was at my sleepiest, but joke's on him, I woke up two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> joke's on him, I didn't go to sleep yesterday. <laughs> Just... <laughs> um, I am joined today, of course, by Dave Busing, comic book historian, comic book expert, and comic book uh, soapbox stander uh he's mm. a tirader um i think we're gonna hear a lot of opinions from dave also joined by charlotte who um oh is now officially a licensed comic book expert as of last yeah. week uh, congratulations on finishing your thesis thank charlotte. you thank uh, you well i didn't I, I don't know if i if it's uh, validated yet but uh I mean, it's written it, but it's, it, 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 it exists it'll get <laughs> we'll see i yeah. bet it's very uh, good and uh so yeah, we're talking some Dean's List comics. This is going to be a Spider-Man heavy episode. I think people have been waiting this one, waiting for this one for a while. We're talking about Sins Past, finally, the notorious Sins Past. Then we're talking about Spectacular Spider-Man 21, Peter Parker Spider-Man 38, and Punisher Max, the Garth Ennis series 1 through 2, just to get a little taste of that comic, which you will not find on Marvel Unlimited. It is on... You have to find a paper copy or pirate it, I guess. Not that we would encourage that. Um, I mean, I'm encouraging it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but Dave would not encourage it. Uh, anyway, so uh, Dave, do you have anything to say before we start? Yes. This thank you. Okay. Thank you for that introduction, Zach. Uh, what mm -hmm. I would like to say today on this glorious Dean's past is <laughs> I don't remember exactly how it started, but throughout the history of my marvelous year, it has come up a handful of times 
that Sins Past is Zack's favorite comic. Mm-hmm. And Spider-Man Sins Past is regularly included on lists of the worst comics of all time, uh, the worst Spider-Man stories of all time, right? Certainly, without question, one of the most controversial of all time. It's up there with the Clone Saga, with Spider-Man One More Day, which we're going to get to, and everything in between. Uh, it I is think that's it, though. To, to be clear, One More Day and this, I think, are like number one and number two worst there, Marvel comics. There are time. others that come up that people will say are actually worse, but they do not have the notoriety. They do not mm-hmm. have... like it, It's like an ultimatum level sort of fandom notoriety. It is also... like Listen, if you were campaigning politically and you just wanted to rally both sides around you just say spider-man <laughs> sins past is terrible everyone yeah, like it, it is it reaches across aisles okay um now zach is the defender so a lot and this has started kind of a and what i've been saying is like listen it's not going to be on the list i think it's one of the worst comics in spider-man history i'm not going to include it on my marvel shield list. so of course we had to carve out space in the my marvelous year club and a Dean's List, fans have been clamoring for this. We do have Zach. You have a handful um, of of one person who agrees with you in the Slack. Shouts to Dustin. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Shouts to Dustin. Yep, um, thank you, Dustin. So, so this is exciting. I think people have been waiting for this. They want to hear. They, I think you know more than anything. I think people want to hear you defend the sacred cow. Like I have the easy position here, right? I have the yep. the sanctified um, support of everyone. And you, <laughs> it's true. It really is. True. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to come in the other way. So your job is much harder. Uh, what I thought we could do, yeah, what I thought yeah, we yeah. could do, is three minutes each. <laughs> okay, so no, opening st- opening statements. Three minutes each. Opening uh-huh. statements. Structure no interruptions. Debate. No comments. No laughing. Okay. Do I get to no come in to laugh? I just think if Zach starts. I'm not going to be able to stop myself from from <laughs> jumping in, and I think we should do three minutes structured debate. What okay, no, uh, I mean no, I don't. I don't actually love that. But the the thing is that like <laughs> for me, for me it's a little tough because when I read this comic, I have a genuinely hard time parsing out why people hate this so much because yeah. the the like the the. The hatred for this comic totally overwhelms, like, critical discourse of it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then a lot of the complaints are editorial, which is something that I'm, like, not as interested in. Or, like, legacy arguments, which, again, are, like, something that I'm not quite as... Like, like it doesn't feel as natural for me to just be like, well, this ruins comics from the 60s, right? Like, that's uh-huh, not something I usually uh-huh. consider. So, like, I, I, I at least I want you to start, because I actually kind of feel like I need to... I, like, I... If I you want to, you want to react to the reaction. I, if I walk away feeling like I can truly understand that there's a legitimate, <laughs> a legitimate mm-hmm. reason why mm-hmm. this is so hated, this will be a success. I, I do want to set the stakes for this. Yeah. Um, by the end of this episode, if you have not convinced me of that, <laughs> um, yeah. I'll leave the podcast forever. Okay. And if. <laughs> yep. I haven't convinced you to put this in your top 25 comics of all time. Uh-huh. You leave the podcast. I got to leave. Loser leaves town. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Loser leaves um, town match. The, the big And if I have any kind of opinion about this, it, yeah. I have to leave. I was going to say, what are Charlotte's yeah, Charlotte, takes? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm, <laughs> I am dying to know what Charlotte thinks. Because Charlotte, this is the first Ooh, time you read it. I'm a mystery. You knew yeah. about it. You knew about its history, it's, obviously. I but. knew like, I knew exactly one page of it. 
right? Which is like okay. the page everyone knows about it, right? Um, uh, Wait, but like one notorious page. I mean, it's so the let's, like uh, it's the Goblin O face. Yeah, exactly. It's what's the name of the oh, actor? Okay. Like, it's definitely based on one actor. I can't remember what his name is. Um, From what? what the actor who like Norman Osborn's face is modeled after in this comic. Um, to to Millie idea. Jones, like the the big old Tommy Jones oh. face. Uh, I don't I didn't see that at all. <laughs> really? There is. I okay, let's let's else. give the backdrop. Let's give the backdrop yeah, for the yeah, people yeah. who okay. are like, yeah. I actually don't know this comic. Tell me yeah, about sure. it, please. Yeah. Okay, Amazing Spider-Man number issues five hundred nine to what is it five fourteen? It's a six issue story. <laughs> it's two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a two issue story at best, spread out over six issues. Uh, since past, it falls in the middle of the J. Michael Straczynski run on Amazing Spider-Man, which to this point, I think we've generally, like I'm historically pretty positive about um, the early days of with John Romita Jr. Here we have Mike Diodato Jr. coming in. Most people are, just just to set a little context. People I think tend to like this run. Yeah. That people really like this run that includes two of the worst comics of all time. <laughs> people, <laughs> like, yes, no, it's exactly that. People like, people tend to say the JMS Amazing Spider-Man is pretty good, but for... Uh-huh. The two worst Spider-Man stories of all time. <laughs> yes, and what right. people tend to do, it, yeah. what often happens now is like there's like, oh, but those were editorially interfered mm-hmm. with. And there's yes, kind of exactly. a yeah. there's kind of a waving away about, you know, how, how much of the onus is put on JMS. We can talk about that. But so it yeah. falls in the middle of a pretty beloved run. And after this point, the run's going to go on to do good things. We're going to talk about it during Civil War over the next few years where, like, there's some Spider-Man comics I really enjoyed. Um, so it's not like this happens and everything just, like, falls apart or anything like that. Um, okay, but what the story is, Spidey gets a mysterious letter, Peter Parker, addressed from Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's mm-hmm. been dead since 1973's Amazing Spider-Man number 121, uh, dropped off a bridge by the Green Goblin. Famously, famously, many comic historians like myself argue that that demarcates the beginning of the Bronze Age, right? There is a quote-unquote death of innocence that is very literally immortalized in the pages of Kurt Busiak and Alex Ross's Marvels. Where they talk about superheroes are meant to protect the innocent. People like Gwen is something they say. Okay, we can talk about that aspect of it. Um, but he gets a letter from Gwen. There's a big mystery about, you know, she says, I have, I'm have i in Europe hiding. I wish I could tell you this. There's a tense drama, but the, the back page is missing. While Peter's trying to figure out what's on the, on the page that's missing, two mysterious assassins come for him with some sort of history tied to Peter. And what is revealed over the course of this story is that Gwen was in Europe, she was pregnant. She had twins. Not only that. And then there's some mystery as to who the father is. Peter thinks it's him. Because... Well, no. Peter, no, Peter immediately knows that he's not him. him. He's, yeah, because he, he said explicitly, like, I've never had sex with her. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. They're, they're, the comic is suggesting, who could it be for a minute? Maybe some Peter. clone shenanigans, I guess. Maybe some clone stuff. That happens a lot with Gwen and Professor Miles Warren. But what is revealed is that actually Gwen had an affair with Storm and Norman Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin, a.k.a. Tommy Lee Jones O-Face, a.k.a. She Got Banged Him, a.k.a. The Greenest Penis, a.k.a. <laughs> now we have to think about Norman Osborn sex. They had a, a one-time affair, got Gwen pregnant, she had Norman's twins, and then kind of what the story goes on to do is to say that's actually a big part of the reason that the Green Goblin killed Gwen Stacy mm-hmm. is because she was trying to keep these children. I think Peter Norman. says literally, like, two, he was thinking about it like a businessman. Like, two birds with one stone. 
take care of Gwen, get back at Spider-Man or Peter at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That is that why makes perfect sense. Yeah. Phantom reacted the way that they did. Charlotte, I want you to start. This is your first time reading this. Yes, it is. What was your reaction to the story? I am aggressively neutral on this comic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come uh, on. No. Can't fight no. with dads. No, I know. I want to say as far. I think here's the thing. I have to separate both things. I have to separate what the comic is and what the like comic means in Spider-Man history. I think it's like an okay comic that's like it's I don't think it's aggressively bad in like how the comic is made uh, in itself. Like that mystery, the yeah, mystery or even like just the, the, like the yeah, drama, the drama, right? Which, which I think um, is like I think decent. Yeah, 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 I think if I'd read this in two thousand four, yeah, I'd have like <laughs> I'd have a more um, spectacular reaction to it. Uh, but now, like nineteen years later, and having read other Spider-Man comics that like either have reckoned this or behave like it does it didn't happen i don't know which is which but yeah it's like it's, it's it doesn't become a thing right like that that isn't referenced uh, that often i don't think um so i here's the thing is like i don't care <laughs> right because i know it's it's its own thing right it's not it's not like it changed the direction of, of spider-man uh but at the same time also you know, like if they decided to do that in the name in the next spider-verse movie for example be like Ooh, no, no, thank you. I I hate that, right? Um, and wait, if, you mean if they bring in Norman Osborn <laughs> yeah, and make him impregnate exactly. uh, Spider Gwen? Uh-huh. Is that what you mean? If they do that in the next Spider Verse movie, <laughs> which yeah. rumors rumors are saying that that's <laughs> that why they're going to do that? Yeah, that's why this. Stu- that's why. Yeah, the, uh, and and, the, and they got Tommy <laughs> right. To Tommy's in. Like in. Tommy's uh, <laughs> Tommy's down. <laughs> Tommy's in. <laughs> That's why the actors yeah. are striking because Tommy said um, he's in. But yeah, I, I, I think like I think it's a dumb idea. Like I don't like the idea, definitely. Um, but I think the execution for the most part is fine. Um, like it, it is a competent comic. Like JMS is is a very good writer, right? Um, and it is the the quality of comic writing and comic like. Uh, craftsmanship like didn't suddenly drop between the early issues of, of amazing we read and this right yeah the the reason people hate this is yeah, not that it's exactly. a crappy comic right to like that doesn't read well it's it's that they yeah. hate that which one to be fair is like idea, what the comic right? is like, about so like it's it's a big idea. thing of the comic yeah sure sure yeah which is what but i just need like that's right. what we have to like kind of hone in on that's where the argument will be about yeah. like is this idea poisoned? Oh yeah, it's is this idea stupid. like a poison pill in the middle of this comic? <laughs> See, I don't think it is. I, I, I think really, it's stupid I, I genuinely before, don't think because of the it is, execution I... and because of what the whoever like either JMS or editorial or whoever is like had that idea think it means. Because um, I think, I mean, I don't know. I think what I hate most about it is it's it's goes back mm-hmm. to talking about choices Gwen made and they still don't feel like choices. Like it, it like Peter's mad about MJ not telling him, but it feels like he doesn't feel anything about like Gwen's decision or like Gwen what Gwen did. Like and it's not like really explain like she was charmed by Norman or anything or, or something like that. But it's not we just see them afterwards for the most part. 
Well, I'm, it's an explanation, but it. like, I mean, that's I, an explanation. I like to like, see some like their relationship. I like to see that, right? Not just someone mentioned that. I think I think it it sells it. <laughs> it's weirdly to me. It feels like a very understandable and like totally like the decision of a young girl who is feeling like vulnerable and uh, let's call her a girl. young let's call her a young woman to take yeah, the sure. yeah, what I is already arguably uh, a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. I'm not saying this is like a great thing that happened, <laughs> like. But I'm saying the idea that uh, a young woman, like, I don't know, when she's like 20, yeah. 18 to 20, somewhere in there, that this time would be charmed by a powerful, charismatic business guy uh, into a one night stand, I feel like makes total sense. I, I think like, I, I, let, let's talk about that. Okay, let, let's talk about because I, I think we should set the boundaries of like what the problem is with this, <laughs> right? Because that's, that's really where I like... Yeah. And Dave, maybe, you know, I think you've thought about this a lot. So maybe you can speak to it because I think, like, that's what m- confuses me a little bit. Um, so I think, yeah, Zach, like, I think you, one you thing that you, you are reacting against that I actually agree with is a fandom attitude that Gwyn cheating on Peter and being being sexual in any capacity even with a creep De- like Norman. Even with the right. forget the creep. Forget just forget the yeah. creep part for a yeah, second. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That that sort of defiles mm-hmm. her character. Spoils a pure sixties, you know, young love. Like that's that that I that I agree with you that I don't feel that way. Gwen can get with whoever she wants. <laughs> like Doc like, Ock, the vulture. Oh no! I made a list. I made a list of all the here David Letterman style top ten. Here are the top ten characters that I wish Gwen had gotten with instead of Norman Osborn. Okay, you ready for this? Number ten, the Rhino. I think that would have been funny. Number nine, (laughs) number nine, Randy Robertson makes a lot of sense. He's at college at the same time. Why not? Number eight, Vulture. Same thinking as the Rhino. Number seven, Betty Brant. Why not? Number six, Ned Leeds. He's around, I think. Number five, multiversal yeah, trans yeah. Gwen from Spider-Verse. There's a story. The writers of the Loki There's show are taking notes. Number four. All right, pan- pandering to the our co-host. Well, pandering <laughs> hard to Charlotte, trying to get her vote, absolutely. No. Number number four, Harry Osborn. They dated. Could have been Harry. Well, I'm sure it Actually, was if Harry. If you want a goblin, Harry's right there. Yeah, sure. Number three, Flash Thompson. Flash Thompson, you want a character who's actually, you know, kind of an, a quote-unquote enemy of Spider-Man, and he's come around on sense, right? He's around. That would have made plenty of sense. Number two, <laughs> Well, wow. Aunt May isn't <laughs> Could have been the Peter. Shaking There's no reason hand. Peter has to be a virgin. <laughs> Number one. Yeah, obviously. Mary Jane Watson. Number one, Mary Jane Watson. That actually <laughs> makes the most sense to me <laughs> But okay, this so story. Like, but okay, there's my very, top ten. This is very funny, but are you saying that... The problem is that it is Norman Osborn specifically. Like that's that's where the problem. That lies. is a massive part of the problem for me. Yes. Okay. Does okay? Because here's on. the thing, right? If you wanted, if if you were kind of taking the bent of like, Gwen can have sex, and this this kind of does the two thousands thing of of revisionist history, where we sort of modernize. And quote unquote darken these stories with a little dose of reality, right? I've seen Mad Men. 
Turns out people in the 50s and 60s knew what sex was, right? Mm-hmm. This, like, they mm-hmm. were not in the comics. Unfortunately. Because of the comics code authority and the approach of these stories through time. Now, I will say, I, but actually, no, before I do that, this comic at no point feels like it is empowering Gwen yeah. through that decision, right? It does not feel to me like it's saying, Gwen can do this and that's fine. It is not even really about her. Okay, because you select the creepiest, you select her murderer. Okay, you like in what world is that empowerment? I mean, I just think if you want to challenge the sort of sexless nature of Spider-Man comics, with the exception of the very horny early '90s wedding years, you know, mostly these are virgin comics. If you want to challenge that, I think fair game. But to have your one big swing be the murdered college girl actually having sex with a powerful business creep who murdered her? Well, especially as... In what like, world is that empowerment? Also, in what world is that additive? how, like, Peter's you know, reaction also, to it feels like... Go ahead, go ahead. It feels like the, the, the point is um, that Norman, like, Norman's crimes are even worse because he, like, and I, uh, it feels horribly nasty to say, but it feels like that's what the comic is saying, that, like, he he tainted her in some way, like, right? It feels like, oh, this is one more of Norman's crimes, and it's like, no, it's a way, it's a way more complicated situation than that, right? But this isn't a complicated comic. To me, it's like, this comic has a very child attitude towards sex, (laughs) right? Like, every time, it's also, like, a censorship thing, but every time, like, Peter's about to say they never had sex, but, like, doesn't quite say it because he he can't, it's so juvenile to me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. that, That is funny, yeah. Okay, let me let one. I let me speak to one thing at a time. Um, it being empowering of Gwyn, I don't see this as. I think uh, it feels like an understandable choice for Gwyn to have had consensual but, sex with somebody who was just using her and was being manipulating her. So, like, I don't view yeah. it as you know empowering or not empowering. I think like it just is. But I think part is. of the problem is, like, is Gwyn isn't the, enough. The of a point of it being Norman. Us, like, yeah. Yes, and I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. I wish like we got more of Gwen Stacy here, and I wish we got more of her. Like, not even like I I the thing I don't need. I don't need more of like. Yeah, but it doesn't make sense that she would have sex with Norman Osborn. Like, I think it totally does. I think I like, think I I'm with you on that. Honestly, I'm with you on that. I think you I can would like say, more of yeah. her struggling with the the kids and hiding this from Peter. And we get some of that, oh, yeah. but I don't think we get quite enough. Uh. And I do so. And then Charlotte, you're saying like it is viewed as like a Norman crime yeah. <laughs> that he did this, right? And I think it is, right? Like I, I, I think this clearly is supposed to be the Green Goblin. Is I don't know. I don't know if we find out, you know, if he was doing this, if he had sex with Gwen specifically as some kind of you know punishment for Peter Parker, or if he knew. I guess I guess he would have known at that point that Peter and Gwen were together, so he was probably. Uh, this for him was some kind of revenge thing, um, which is a form of fridging. I mean, let's be clear; like that is itemizing Gwen. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't. Wait. Okay. No. Sorry. <laughs> Say this again. Explain this. <laughs> if if your read is that Norman did this to get at Peter, that takes mm-hmm. any of Gwen's agency out of the equation, and now yeah. it is the villain literally using her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To get at the male hero. Yes. Okay. So, yes, I agree. I agree. I think, like, the lack of 
not like not necessarily agency for Gwyn because like I think she is manipulated in this story and I don't think like you know like he doesn't have her him sexually assault her I think that yeah to me would like cross the line here I think the choice that it is consensual makes all the difference here I think you can make um, a case that given his power and age and the circumstances you can make a case that it's a form of sexual assault, but it is definitely not written with that mm. intent. It is definitely not no, written it's, with that intent. No, it's it's definitely... I mean, MJ makes a point to, like, say why she was seduced by him, right? Yes. And, like, making a mistake, like, sleeping with the wrong guy is, you know... It's yeah, a, I, I think it's a weak... A common enough thing, you know, you can sleep with people yes. that you regret, but it doesn't mean it's sexual assault. Um, the... Yes, yeah, so uh, Gwen getting more... Getting more of this from her point of view, I think, would be, like... A big the whole point. factor from his, <laughs> but I don't point. think. Okay, do you think that if we got, you know, one of these issues really dedicated itself to Gwen dealing with finding out she's pregnant, hiding this from Peter, making the decision to hide it from Peter, make you know all the choices she made, leaving the babies in Europe, which I don't yeah. think we fully get explained well, why she just left them in Europe. Mm-hmm. All that mm-hmm. stuff. Do you think that redeems this comic? Do you think that? Okay, so I think this. If we, I, I have two that, thoughts because I, I think. The problem with this comic is people just don't like... I, I don't know if it's, they don't like Gwen got pregnant. I don't know if they like don't like the idea that the canon of Gwen Stacy <laughs> gets changed. <laughs> you know? like I mean, so I think what, the, what, most like, visceral, the most yeah. visceral reaction is what Charlotte described at the front of this. The pay, People don't like that they saw <laughs> Storm and Norman... Okay, that's inside Gwen Stacy. <laughs> All right, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, we didn't see am I wrong? that on page. Let's. Am I wrong? No, no, I, I, no, I think, no, I think you're right. But you know, I also like, and then putting the goblin mask yeah, on think, as he's doing it. So I think yeah. that's what people to don't me, like. The, be- the best point of comparison I can have to this is Avengers 200, and I think Avengers uh, wait, is it 200? The the Carol, yeah, yeah. the Carol yeah, Danvers. That's thing, the right? one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think, and I think, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Avengers mm-hmm. two hundred is worse than this. But I think it's comparable in that it is dealing t- with like human, uh, like complicated slash bad things. But it's not focused on that. Like that's not what the point is. The point is to have like a weird superhero story with like um, super super kids aging way too fast and going after the main character and like. Huh. Oh, I don't, I don't think that's fair. Like, I think Avengers 200 feels totally like they... Avengers 200 feels like they just missed what they were doing entirely. Like, they yeah. didn't even know what, like, arena they were walking into with that story. I think this mm-hmm. one does. I think mm-hmm. it just doesn't give enough focus Yeah, because I think focus this the one... Right, the, the, right <laughs> the twins thing is like, I don't care about you guys. You're not interesting. Okay. <laughs> Here's my pitch on the Twitter. No, hang no, on, hang on, hang on. We got to address. We got to yeah. address Zach's first question, which yeah. is: If we yeah. got Gwen's yes, perspective, yeah, is this a better story? Now, first, I think that commits the logical fallacy that it was a story that needed to be told in the first place. <laughs> I reject that premise, but it's here and it exists. So, if Sin's past had focus from Gwen's perspective, I do think I would consider it pretty differently. I don't know that I'd like it per se, but I think if you're looking at the story. And you're saying, what here needs details filled in, right? From the Stan, John Romita, very flipping good, amazing Spider-Man issues. It would be Gwen's perspective, yeah, right? That would be... Sure. We felt that one... when we read those comics. Exactly. Like, I think, and yeah. when Charlotte's saying, you know, she's kind of a, you know, we don't know much about this character. 
You know, we know we know more about MJ and her personality than we do about Gwen, despite her being Peter's true love. Yeah. That's the character you can revisit yeah. and do something additive with. So yes, I do think it would make me pretty seriously reconsider what I thought about the story. I just think, you know, as is, it's kind of one of the ultimate examples of a needless retcon, right? Like, it takes pains to say, oh, we better explain why Storm and Norman killed Gwen. And Peter even, you know, they have Peter Parker saying, oh, it all makes sense now. It already made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no lingering yeah. mystery, That's right? Who, who was out there like, oh, I never bought that Norman would kill Peter's girlfriend. This maniac goblin. <laughs> I never bought that he would commit this horrible crime. But now that I know that it was because she wouldn't let him see his twins it all makes sense like that that to me is just like an absolute fallacy that does not hold up in court at all i guess i guess i didn't focus in on that i didn't focus on peter being you know feeling like he finally got some closure (laughs) on like understanding this you know that that doesn't like ring is like a core point to this but uh i I can see it i can see it okay the the other i want to bring up just another point of what people hate about this that mj did not tell peter that's okay. something I see a lot talked about. I think all this totally makes sense. To me, like, MJ having known about Gwen Stacy and Gwen swearing her to silence. Yeah, that, that, that explains fine. it all to me. Like, that, that supersedes the, like, Peter Parker, you know, their relationship, their marriage. You know, she made a vow to a friend. And then when, I think that's like, like that's out, one that's one way I think yeah. would have been successful is like maybe paying more close attention to the relationship of Gwen <sighs> and MJ. Right. So like seeing the other side of mm-hmm. what happened to Gwen sure. from like yeah. her talking about with MJ or like, you know, yeah. And that's all we get here is we d- we only get Gwen yeah, through exactly. like MJ's telling here. And and I think it's I think it works what we get, like everything that we get kind of works for me. But I, I agree. Yeah. Like, I think the comic would be much more successful if we got like yeah. quite a bit more Gwen here. OK, I, there's something I want to loop back to, though. Well, um, hang on, hang on. I, yeah, I got okay. to address yeah. that MJ keeps the secret all these years. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. Great. Good for her. I have no problem with that. The problem I have is JMS does construct a pretty nonsensical approach to that story once Peter gets the letter and his life is threatened and MJ still doesn't tell him. For mm, three that's true. Issues. That's true. That's just that kind is of pure, that feels like plot motivation. We're, we're stuff. trying to yeah. build a mystery, and if you yeah, actually yeah, yeah. stop for that's a, a second point. to think about it, which I had to because I don't like the story. If I like, you know, it's like if I like what's happening, yeah, yeah, whatever. Right. I'm not thinking about it, but I don't. It does not make sense that she doesn't yeah. tell him immediately when he gets that, that letter. That, that's a good point. But yes, that is one of those things that only if you're. We read so many like dumb plot fallacies like that every week. Totally. Uh, totally. That we don't read into, but no, I, I know what you mean. You start spotting them yeah. when you're irritated um okay so uh there's two things i don't like about this like that i i picked out is things that i don't like about this comic one it ends way (laughs) too soon (laughs) um i'm just kidding um one the here's the thing that i think is stupid at this with this that towards the end the twins have kind of split Gabriel is like so Norman Osborne's been manipulating these twins to say that like Peter Parker's your father he abandoned you he let your mother die you know and they've been raised uh by Norman Osborne to like seek revenge on Peter Parker and then they get here and then Peter convinces Sarah no this is not correct Norman's your father he's been manipulating you Gabriel is a little too far gone and then starts doing taking like goblin serum and goes full green gray goblin kind of um and Sarah gets shot by the police 
<laughs> Spider-Man has to give gives her a blood transfusion for the most nonsensical. The doctor's like, you know, she's dying in the hospital, and they're like, we can't. Her blood, it's just weird. Uh, there's something <laughs> going on here. And Peter Parker's yeah. like, give her my blood. And he's like, are you related? He's like, no, but my blood's weird too. And then the doctor's like, are you sure? And he's, <laughs> he's like, yeah, what could it hurt at this point, doc? Yeah. yeah, that's definitely what doctors do. If someone's dying, you just kind of say, yeah, let's just try whatever on them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's right. definitely that. And then, okay, that's not even the part. Well, hang on, hang on, because that part's that's pretty dumb. No, no, in I'm, and of I'm itself. continuing this. Oh, this good, good, because it gets here, worse. Which is, yes, the MJ they they're on the tables next to each other or the beds, and Spider-Man is giving this transfusion to Sarah, and then MJ goes, "Go get him, Tiger!" To like <laughs> his white blood cells, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which cuts to inside of uh, Gwen Stacy's twin daughter, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, not her twin. Her daughter, uh, and then inside her body, Spider-Man and Green Goblin are raging a battle of the life- lifetime. Uh, it's so bad. That Spider-Man up. blood beats up Goblin blood it's to save so a girl's life. Stupid. It's so stupid. Very like, literally. I've never thought this was anything except the stupidest <laughs> single moment in comics. That's why when both of you are saying, like, this is a reasonably constructed jms story it's not it's a, it's an example no of i think the rest is fine i think the rest this. of this little mystery i think is pretty compelling i think like who these people are and the like slow build of the threat and they're threatening mj and uh uh-huh. uh-huh. may i think the like we're sending you photos of them look we we helped aunt may cross the street with groceries we were just asking mary jane for directions we can get to them anytime i think all that's good i mean it's not specific to these characters necessarily that's just like someone who knows spider-man's identity threatens spider-man but i just think that stuff's kind of tired too like venom does that and it's powerful because we know venom mm. it's, and that it's was true that it's, was 25 years ago at this, or 15 years ago at this point you know I, I think it works thing. to build like yeah i i agree but i think it works to build the tension for me i hear like, i hear that and who sure. these people are especially especially like the connection <sighs> to gwen i think does make you think like who are these people like they have a is is one of them gwen like you know peter parker starts thinking that right like sure yes and you know like i i think like the <clears throat> the connection to gwen stacy does i admit okay the other issue that i have that is this is going to be the controversial one i think the big <laughs> a big problem with this comic is that it doesn't actually keep going i think the idea for these characters oh is gosh. a really good one and i think retconning this away was a big mistake i think well, hang the on, hang on, of, hang on. Retconning this away? Are you talking about I, I don't, I don't the actually know the three details. Three to four years, Zach? This is, yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm just saying, like, the... Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know, the, like, the most recent stuff. I know they've, like, brought this up. But, like, the they immediately, like, stop talking about this, right? Like, uh-huh. I think the next few issues have something to do with Sarah. Or maybe she even dies in the next couple issues. I'm not oh, Zach. positive. Oh, Zach, this. you're raising one of my biggest grievances. Okay, with this Dean's list, uh-huh. which is that you did not include <laughs> Sins Remembered, which is the follow-up story. <gasps> has a sequel? Yeah. Sins past. I think I've read that in the past. Oh, boy. It has a sequel that a number of fans think That's... is even worse. And Just because it keeps this going? Like, I kind of oh, yeah, No, I kind of don't even want to spoil it. I think you need to read it and, and see for yourselves, because I had to. And I, if I had to suffer through that, you should as well. I think. The, so I assumed oh, yeah. that was I assumed that was cowardice and not ignorance, but it sounds like maybe you didn't know. I, no, I read this a while ago. Anyway, I think the idea of these characters is a good one. Regard like there's potential here. I think the potential of having 
Gwen Stacy and Norman Osborn's kids, twins who feel like torn between these two directions, I think works. It's I think it's a good addition to the Spider-Man like, you know, casting crew to have someone who the tension that they even establish here between the twins where one of them is feeling like a Norman Osborn you know, successor, and then one of them starts to, like, drift more towards Peter Parker, and he feels like, you know, him stepping into a dad role with Sarah, and then trying to, you know, like, win over Gabriel. I think all that sounds like it has really good potential to me, right? Especially, like, having a personal connection to them uh, with both Osborne and Stacy. I think all that sets up, like, really good drama for Peter Parker for some, like, good emotional interdynamic stuff, or interpersonal dynamic stuff. Charlotte, um, what do you think about that? I, I don't know. I, th- I know that that's like sacrilege to say. That's like even more sacrilegious just to say than like this comic's okay. I think is to say like, well, it should have just kept going, and they should like these two should have become like main characters in the Spider-Man world. Like, you know, one a villain, one a hero, and then there's a tension between the two of them. Sure. Where you know they're like trying to win each other over and pull each other back. I mean, one part know, of this is I don't think the Marvel universe needs more goblins. <laughs> I think we have enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, um, I, that, that's a little I think true. Yeah, that's true. There is a version <laughs> yeah. of this where I don't think that's false. Like I think there's a version of this where these two characters like embodying um embodying the death of Gwen Stacy like the Peter's past uh I think that's that's interesting. Um, and I think, like you said, the, the mystery of them is pretty well built throughout the comic. I just, I don't know, the whole thing with their ties to, to Norman and everything is like that. It, it does nothing. I think that's good. I think that's good drama. I think that's like, you know, Norman being able to like seduce them, not literally, um, <laughs> towards, you know, his way of viewing things, trying to like still make them his uh, like successors right in the face of uh harry being kind of a failure like he still wants to do that him trying to like win them back over spider-man trying to like you know convince them to have a normal life or to be a superhero or whatever i think all that sounds like very it all sounds like a really good foundation to build something off of to me so it's funny it's funny that you think that when fans talk about this story now they love to drop the big reveal that editorial aka joe quesada editor-in-chief interfered Mm -hmm. with jms Mm -hmm. and that's why since past happened right which on the surface sounds like oh okay it wasn't his fault editorial made him do it but it's it's not that the whole story i wanted to talk about this because this is an interesting what if i think yeah the whole story is jms's idea he just intended for the sex to have been with peter and for the kids to have been peters i actually think that's worse i do that yeah that removes goblin sex yes (laughs) And it confirms Pete and Gwen had sexual relations before marriage, which is a sin. <laughs> yes. No, <I'm> <laughs> Peter Parker I mean, is a I gotta say, the whole scene where, like, MJ explains what happened to Peter, and he's, like, the thing the thing he feels like it's, he's most distraught about is the idea that um, Norman Osborn took Gwen's virginity, which is basically the way it's, like... Said it like he asks MJ in like the yeah, most yeah, sad yeah, yeah, yeah. and just yeah, which is like was it a, that's the first, thing you yeah. worried about yeah. like that's not I I I want to defend this a little bit because I I agree that on like first I think glance that's grosser like, for sure that is, yeah that that's kind of a gross sentiment to be you know just where I agree but I also just kind of think that would be a natural response right I don't think that's like Peter I Parker at his best here I think him just being like 
<clears throat> my, you know, my college girlfriend who I viewed one way, it's, it is sexist. I think it like reads as sexist on the page. And I think it's just Peter Parker. It does feel human to be like, well, yeah, I, I think that's you do just this a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. But, right. But yeah. I, I think mean, it goes back know, to the problem like, of Gwen not being enough of a character. Right. Because if that was in the context of being, but yeah, no, that's, that's no, I, I, I that's agree. That's fair, yeah. I guess. But I also think it's. I, I think that's a pretty in the like, of the reasonable I think it's pretty nice to thing. Be nasty. That, that, yeah. Mm. yeah, but Peter Agreed. Parker's kind of a selfish yeah. guy. You know? yeah. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Okay, but then the other thing with the JMS plan, it leaves Gwen with this deeply strange decision to hide the twins from Peter, a guy she ostensibly loves. This is in the version where they're his, <laughs> and sets up Peter Parker as an accidental deadbeat dad. Yep. Like, that's that to me is like really damaging <laughs> at least this kind of explains why she would hide the the kids from him right like why the norm norm yeah. norman Oz, them being oh, norman oh the, them being norman yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, okay. this like at least squares that circle where like if they were peters it would be like wh- yeah that that's a harder thing to swallow but also i think that is less interesting dramatically um that he has now that he now has adult children uh, I think. Yeah, no, I, I think it's worse I, I too. I could see a world in which, like, they do something interesting with that, but it seems kind of strange to be like, well, we're not going to let you and MJ have a baby, but we will let yeah, you have two exactly. contemporaries <laughs> who are your children. Marvel is clearly uh, scared of making Spider Man a dad, right? Like, consider the context of what they've done <laughs> throughout history. They ordered both a miscarriage and for Storm and Norman to put a hit on the baby. When, when Peter and MJ were pregnant during the Clone Saga. They couldn't even pick one way to get rid of this poor baby, okay? But now they're going to turn around <laughs> and give Peter two estranged adult children? I mean, you're <laughs> describing the Summer's right Grey family tree on this right one. now. He was right, at least about the kids. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. totally. But they yeah. have the kids is the thing. They have the kids, and yeah. then they send them in time, and they have weird relationships, and it's, you know, but, it, it, but yeah. it's... And I think, you know, the thing we've seen, certainly... Over the last ten years, people love Dad Spider Man. People love Dad Spider Man. Every yeah. like yeah, it yeah. is hugely popular to yeah, have that's Peter why Spider Girl actually progress. Pretty cool. The <clears throat> the DeFalco Spider Girl. Like yeah, that kind of yeah. gives you that. Uh, you know, and she is like she's starting to become a superhero, but she also is in high school. So you really yeah. get him doing I something mean, like dadding there. Yeah, but I do I do just want to dissolve. The idea that but for editorial interference, yeah, the, uh, JMS would have written a good sins past. That is not the case. Yeah. I, I agree. The The editorial thing is very flimsy to me, not because, not only because, one, I don't really care, you know, like I'm judging the page in front of me, right? So, like, if you just tell me, like, oh, well, this is a shitty comic because, like, you know, it was so editorial messed, editorially <laughs> messed with. Like, that is not a reason. That might be the reason it's bad, but, like, that isn't a reason in and of itself but also there's a thousand great comics that you love that had editorial you know the the thumb sure, was on yeah. the, the scale editorially sure great comics so and we don't talk about oh the editors messed with that you know like and i'm sure there's great editorial decisions so <clears throat> yeah um editors the... will almost never get credit for something good yeah 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 but they sure. will get heavily blamed for you know kind of kind of broad directions that comics yep. are pushed in. Um, I do think that is heavily imbalanced, at least in terms of how we talk about it. Uh, okay, so, I mean, right now, Zach, I'm not hearing <laughs> much. 
to sway me on why this story. I gotta but say, you still I think this is I one didn't of the, ex- the worst comics of all time. Yeah, that's just so like, I didn't expect to dislike it as much as I did actually. Yeah, yeah. And after rereading it, I ranked since past as my seventh yeah, that's, least favorite. That's comic way too. That's yeah. that reaction, like not loving this. Oh, that's I've got insane. It worse than trouble. Ultimatum. <laughs> That's like I, like I said earlier. I think like there are way worse examples of similar things in Marvel. Like just Avengers 2000 is way worse than this. The Hank and Janet thing. Yeah. I've got Avengers 200 worse. That's worse for I've sure. I've got Dazzler the movie worse, yeah. and I've got Marvel worse. I would rather read Ultimatum than Sin Past. <laughs> I would <laughs> rather. You know what? Trouble is oddly weirdly <clears throat> comparable. I think there's definitely a weird trend in the early 2000s of working hard to say, yeah, the key women in Peter's life have had sex they regret. Yeah, <laughs> but sure. I think you it's know like some people you wouldn't. To expect. me, it's definitely one <laughs> yeah. of the like worst yeah. ideas in Marvel. But I don't. Okay, again, I want to push that. Like, do you think like that you don't see a world in which this this exact story plays out in that sells you a little bit better, doesn't change the details of the actual plot but like like we said fleshes out Gwen Gwen's side of this more that does set up a Gabriel and Sarah moving forward into the future of having an ally and an enemy that Peter Parker wants to save both of them and Norman Osborn wants to bring both of them over to the the dark side so to speak right like I think it's a good idea on paper I think that sounds like an interesting idea and Peter feeling guilty for them the Peter Peter leaping off the bridge to save Sarah here I think it's a great moment I think that's a really oh. good oh, callback so to the Gwen moment it, I think it works just the same as in Spider-Man No Way Home with Andrew Oh Garfield, my gosh you know, what even himself it's you're getting chills you're getting yeah. choked yeah, up yeah, I thought it was that. a good moment him you know yeah, a little moment of redemption for him um, oh I'd see, <laughs> no, I mean, and it's, not, it's not wrong. Like, it's not. It's, it's they're it. very similar moments, right? It's like it's it's basically doing the same thing. Um, I, I I do want to push back on. Okay, is the idea itself impossible to work with? I do think it's a bad idea to begin with. There's no need for it. There's no call for it. Well, you didn't have need, to. I mean, you didn't have to put anything. it to paper. Okay. <laughs> okay. That that doesn't. I don't know. That doesn't. You have to explain that more if you want me to <laughs> buy into that, because there's no need. What, do, what does that mean? For but I'm any saying, story? you're saying, oh, well, you know, there's a, there's a world where this story could have been done well. There's a world where JMS could have just written a good Spider-Man comic that was completely <laughs> removed from this, right? Like, there's there, lots of other story arcs tackle completely different subjects. Yeah, but we praise <laughs> Spider-Man. Are we, like, damn it for not taking big swings? It's a swing. Takes a- yeah. I'll yeah, give you that. I'll I... give you. I'll give you that it's a swing. But what I will say is, that is not like this idea that like, oh well, the idea is not that bad. The core idea could have been salvaged if blah 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 had happened. Well, it didn't. <laughs> it didn't happen. We no, only have that's... what is on the page and what. But was I'm sold. trying to defend like this story in that I think like I understand like I get why they did it and I can see like I can see thinking that this is going to be a good exciting setup. For the future as well right like i don't think this is just like one story in a vacuum that sucks and i can't believe they did this i think like if you take a little step back you can see like the potential of this story and i don't even think i don't even think by the end of it the future of this story is like totally spoiled like i think the gabriel sarah walking out of this and the dynamic that it has set up with gwen and norman having these two kids and now the dynamic it's set up with those two kids and the way that they split i guess gabriel <laughs> yeah. walking away and then getting amnesia is pretty stupid but like 
him, you know, leaning goblin, her leaning spidey. Mm-hmm. I think that is like a cool future setup that I think then gets probably ignored. But you know, we're not. Well, we, maybe we'll talk about that later. I'll this go gets, read that since remembered thing. I kind of remember uh, it vaguely, but you should yeah. remember since remember and, and see how you feel. Yeah. Aside from that story, though, I mean, this is one of the most roundly ignored, yeah, major stories of all time in Marvel yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. JMS wanted to retcon it by the end of his run. He <laughs> yeah. has publicly in Marvel Comics said he regrets it. Oh yeah, is it Marvel Comic or Marvel Comics 1000 or whatever? He makes a little uh-huh. joke about. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like what do you regret? He Which says, you know what past. like can can you blame the guy like <laughs> the I I would be curious to see if he felt like that immediately. If he just hated what he ended up having to do, like editorially, or, or the, the or the fan reaction, out, or, right. or if it's just been like twenty years of hearing, like you wrote the worst Marvel comic of all time, or at least top three. I like, would guess I it's, it's a combination. Like, I mean, I mean it really yeah, does. It really does screw up his legacy on Spidey. It sure. does because you know what I actually I kind of think one more day does even more so. But, well, we're going to talk but, about that because that yeah, a lot of fans yeah. agree with you. But I mean, I think. For, since we haven't gotten there yet, you know, to this oh. point, we're dozens of issues in to what mm-hmm. is otherwise, like, I don't know, the yeah. most we've enjoyed Spider-Man since, since what? Craven's Last Hunt? You know, mm-hmm. like, it's, yeah. you know, it's it's going great. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, I did go back and I read the comics before, and, like, I'm not, like, over the moon kind of about where the book is at this point. I think it really starts to take off once we get to the new Avengers era. Um, I think it, JMS gets a little infusion of fresh life. I mean, I also think, too, like, Mike Diodato Jr. jumping in here. I think he'll get a lot oh, better at Marvel through the decade. Disagree on that. I think here he looks pretty wooden. And, like, you know, these incomplete digital renderings throughout since past. So, like, it's not just a JMS thing, right? Comics are collaboration. I don't think this is anyone's best work. Um, but, I mean, to have the author literally regret it so heavily that they wanted to undo it <laughs> two years later, that's I, pretty yeah, damning. I yeah. I mean, although, you know, if he was like to this I I kind of wish we lived in a world where he was like, it's a great comic nerd. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he just came down. I also just, uh, you said, you know, fans agree with me about One More Day being the worst one. Uh-huh. Fans don't agree with me. Oh, boy. Defend that comic. Oh, I like boy. that one quite a bit, too. <laughs> so. Um, but I you know what, Charlotte, if you read One I'm More Day. I'm less clear on what exactly happened in One More Day than I was on since past. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you can that, come out of that, that one, neutral, like, I then vaguely I think, know that some ideas of it were adapted into yeah. into No Way Home, um, but like that's that's all I know. Sure. Yeah. 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 Like kind of sort of maybe. Vague, yeah. yeah. Vague story yeah. points. D- that doesn't really spoil it or anything. What year is that? That's coming up. It's 2007, I believe. 2007. Okay, I'm excited because you know I, I I never read past it, like in the repercussions of it, um, so that that might change things a little bit, but. Um, Yep, oh, it is. Sorry. <laughs> Who's got an ice cream truck coming? Okay, Charlotte, oh, I'm going to make you take a stance here. I'm putting this story, I'm giving it a B+. B+. Plus. B what's plus. the... Really? After what's all the that, scale? you're still giving it what a B+. Other plus. I, I'm so, okay, B+. here, let me... What else do I have at a B+. Plus? Um, Let's see. Maybe, like, the Mark Wade Captain okay, America we read in the 90s. Um, uh, Avengers yeah, Disassembled, maybe? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like don't remember what that's about. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Uh, like the yeah. Kevin Smith Daredevil yeah, that we sure. just read. Yeah. Okay. Put it like there, which is like yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's a little high, messy, a little stupid insane. sometimes. But like, 
Let me okay, so. let me share the the final. No, thing. but I want to know on your no, letter. I, I, I would like to know what get? letter oh, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. Dave uh, gets. Uh, gives it first. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's got to be an F, right? Like. Well, I have it at nine seventy four <laughs> out of nine hundred eighty, which is way too low. Ranked. So it is uh-huh. in the it is yes. in the bottom twenty five of comics that so, I absolutely disdain. I th- that I absolutely. I think it's one really of the. Hate. <laughs> bad comic that does the most noteworthy bad things in Marvel. I think it's definitely. I think there are way more, way worse <laughs> comics in Marvel that we just don't care about because they don't involve Gwen having sex with Norman, right? Like there are way worse comics than this. <laughs> We've read way worse comics than this. You can't remove I just wanna... that. You can't remove that. But from I don't the story, think it's though. It's the center. It's the centerpiece. But it's the climax figure. I don't think it's important mm-hmm. enough, <laughs> right? Well, that's but that okay. So that that to me is a condemnation of the story, less so than like some sort of out, right? Because I do think like certainly it's in the 2010s, everyone just kind of yeah. pretends it didn't happen, <laughs> right? The general creative, editorial, and fan reaction is like. Just like blocking out the trauma, <laughs> it's just like which pretending it never which happened. I, I, I do. No, that's how. That's how bad it is. No, that's how I, bad I it think, is. Everyone had to pretend no, it just never happened. I don't happened. think that's how bad it is. There was is. no other way to reconcile how precious it. fans are. <laughs> um, There's that. Yes. There's that. I, I have a hard time buying. You know, like if you're listening to this, I, I don't want to like accuse anyone specifically of this, but like I have a hard time believing that. There's a much more to this than, ooh, yuck. Like, Gwen Stacy. I, I spent little... 45 minutes here. No, I no, have no, said more than, the, oh, the, the yuck. General... No, 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 I know you have. But, like, the general hatred, the reason why this is so hated, I think, is just that people are so grossed out <laughs> by Gwen yeah. Stacy having sex with a gross man like, <laughs> that they really don't like. And I think, like, the reaction is not far from Peter's being like, Wah. Was yeah. she a version? Like, <laughs> I think the fan yeah. reaction is not too dissimilar from that. I'm not saying that's everybody and how everyone feels about it, but I do think that is like a little at the core of why this is so hated, including no, Tana think... Coates. I did not read Tana Coates' article in the Atlantic <laughs> about it. By a he wrote an article about like, this. He didn't. Pre- so that article. Is Gwen. Like... So Tana yeah, Coates in 2015 wrote an article called "The Insufferable Spider-Man." This was kind of when he was more just like blogging at the Atlantic, actually. And um, he just kind of bounces off IG or IO9 published their four least favorite Spider-Man stories of all time. And Zach, I'm glad you didn't read it because the actual content of the piece, he's like, Spider-Man since past is awful, but it's not the worst. <laughs> and then he goes, and most of the piece is about the Clone Saga. <laughs> sure, I think the Clone Saga. <laughs> and how much he dislikes that. Um, okay. So he, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I, so I took a poll on Twitter um, back when I used to be on Twitter, and I said, uh, is Spider-Man since past the worst Spidey story? And 28% said yes, 60% said it's one of the worst, 9% said no, and then Dustin voted it's good, actually. Mm, I see here 3.6%, which 3. is... 3.6%. Oh, boy. 37... On 300-some votes, I think. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, do that math. Feel free. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. 12 people. Rise as up. Long, as long as Zach is attacking fandom... Uh-huh. And yeah. and the virgin, sexless nature of fandom. Let me sh- share this as well because this bothers me about since past. 
God bless the nerds who hone in on the continuity possibilities of when Gwen could have had her <laughs> goblet sex and whether yeah, she yeah, could right. have feasibly concealed a pregnancy from Peter during her European tour between issues of Amazing Spider-Man, right? As much as I do enjoy continuity, no prizes, they're a lot more fun when it's about something you enjoy. For example, <laughs> House of X number two. But here's my thing. The canonical Spider-Man continuity, not my issue. I don't really care that much, <laughs> right? Whether you can retroactively slot this in between Amazing 91, 92, etc. What bothers me more is Gwen has goblin sex one time. Once. And not only does she say, I want you, old man white cornrows. Not only does mm-hmm. she say, no, no protection needed. <laughs> no, no need. She also just so happens to be in the maybe week-long stretch during an ovulation cycle. <laughs> I looked this up per WebMD. Most couples actively trying to conceive have a 15 to 25% chance Great each content. month. And that's trying to have a baby. This Gwen has a one afternoon <laughs> goblin fling, and uh-huh. off to Europe she goes with twins. That is mathematically insane and unrealistic, and I will not accept it. <laughs> it's the most arranged you've ever said. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I did. Uh, the thing is, though, do you? If you start looking at Norman Osborn's Osborne's sperm under, uh, you know, a microscope. Those, those things are powerful. So you have but to Zach, take that's that. what this comic maybe asks like, you to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, spider, cool. if spider sperm can kill, maybe goblin sperm can give life <laughs> way more easily. It can rapidly <laughs> age, but, but it doesn't age them too fast that there's any difficulty giving birth to twins, which is no small feat. Okay, BT so does. Spider-Man Reign, are we going to read that? That already happened. I think it's been, oh. I think a patron may have added it. No, no way. No, I would remember that. I'm I'm fielding all those requests. Spider-Man. Yeah. People are going to want us to read it. I'm confident of that. <sighs> okay, cuz like the thing is that's that to me is a considerably <laughs> stupider comic. Right? Like the potential for that, the idea like what it's messing with there, the the actual like <laughs> continuity th- I think that is such a dumb idea that, you know, is so dramatically poisoned from the start. Um so like but it is playing in somewhat of the same arena. It's all cum you know, <laughs> based. It's so cum based, baby. Oh boy. Yeah, I think we're okay, good. Are we? Are we good? I, I think maybe we should move on to the other. I don't feel good. <sighs> I don't feel good at all about what just happened. Wow. I think Charlotte, yep. you're on the podcast alone now. It's just me. I mean, I you did stay neutral. Yeah, I definitely don't um, think so. If you want me to give it a, a letter grade, I think it's a, I think it's a D. Like it's yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. It's a D. Come on, that's like something like that. It's it's it's, oh, I'll take a C minus. Anything. It's bad, but it's not like crazy bad. It's not Secret Wars two, right? Um, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You know another thing that was really dumb. (laughs) We didn't talk about one more thing. Uh, Peter Uh starts to suspect that these these kids might be Gwen's. Mm -hmm. Who's are they? He desecrates her grave to confirm it's her DNA. It's very powerful. No, it's insane. That is a crazy thing to do. Don't go desecrating graves, Spider-Man. Poor poor Peter. Just wait until she takes off her mask and shows you she looks just like what? I can't believe that this story drove him to those depths. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I bought I bought it. I it mean, drove, I did. I, it drove me to the depths of digging up local <laughs> grave sites as well. When the police took me into their vehicle, they asked me why, and I just showed him a copy. Of I did yeah, understand what yeah. he was doing initially, and and I was like, I thought he was confirming that it was like Gwen still in her grave. Yeah, you know. Speaking of which, I don't know that she would Gwen. be, by the way. Because of the clone yeah. saga and Miles Warren stuff? Wouldn't she come Ooh, That's a good point. Before? But also, sure she would that be. clone yeah. Gwen is still walking around as far as we know, right? <laughs> yeah, clone Gwen's she... fine. Oh, no, she died in the 90s or something and we just didn't read it? Let's see, clone... I think we resolved clone Gwen on a previous... I think you're previous underestimating episode. the number of Gwen, Gwen clones. clones. <laughs> there, there must be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah, too. <laughs> um, oh, no, she came back in 1995 cool. and then I think died, so... Oh, no, she didn't die. She's still around. She just hasn't been around since the 90s. Oh, she's out there. Okay, all right, well. Um, I, also, <laughs> isn't um, all right, so. very strange that uh, Sarah just looks exactly like Gwen down to the freaking headband? Like, that's... Okay, kind of overdoing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. no now, if she had the cornrows, that'd be... <laughs> I'd be... Um. <laughs> The corn. Ah, oh, they That'd should have given funny. her the corn. Okay, I would have. That would have bumped it up to an A minus. Oh, Gwen's face, but an exact Harry Osborne haircut. That would have been incredible. We also read for the Dean's list. I put in some pretty good Spider-Man comics. I think for you know for, for normies who uh, can't appreciate <laughs> since past. Um, Spectacular Spider-Man twenty-one, which is out of the Paul Jenkins run. Uh, we're gonna read a couple of Paul Jenkins comics. I want to point out. At this time in Marvel Comics, Paul Jenkins is working on two series, Spectacular Spider-Man and Peter Parker Spider-Man. We're reading one issue each. We're reading fun little one-off issues that I just remember reading when I was a teenager um, and enjoying. But these runs are really good, and I think I actually kind of prefer what Paul Jenkins does over here on these corners to what JMS does as a whole. And so, like, if you like this, if you like the tone of these... He does serious stuff as well. I think Paul Jenkins is doing great, really fun stuff. There's some fun Doc Ock stories. There's some fun new villains that get introduced. There's some guy who's got, like, um, what's his deal? It's kind of like Taskmaster, but, like, he takes on villains' powers, and then he fights Spider-Man, he blows up a building or something. It's fun. Um, so, like, check out Paul Jenkins' Spider-Man if, uh, if you're hungry for more Spider-Man. Uh, well, we talked, about, like, we talked about the Peter Parker Spider-Man Revenge of the Goblin stuff. Um, mm. that Paul Jenkins wrote. That was really good. <gasps> That's right, yeah. In, he's doing a fun thing over there in Peter Parker Spider-Man where Peter Parker Spider-Man, the comic, is is like existing in its own little world. Like Peter Parker moves into apartment complex. It's a little Hawkeye, I think. Yeah. Or um, the Matt Fraction Hawkeye. <laughs> that's, that's way too high price, but yeah. It's it's comparable. Um, <laughs> where, you know, like, and you get to know the crew, this like motley crew of weirdos uh and <laughs> sexy babes who peter parker lives with it's an apartment complex um and it's very like the na- the friendly neighborhood spider-man thing um actually i don't know where mj's in that one <laughs> i kind of feel like he's a bachelor in that so that doesn't really make sense um i must be missing something i don't remember it's been a while but uh anyway paul jenkins is doing fun stuff in spider-man if you're curious we read spectacular spider-man 21 read them and weep yep. uh, had either of you read this one before Yes. Yeah. Well, tell me what you think. <laughs> Come on, I, I Zach. This just for you. Okay. This comic is great. I love Spectacular uh, okay. Spider-Man number twenty-one. It is incredibly yeah, fun. fun. Yeah. It is an. It is Ben Grimm's all-night poker game that Spidey attends. I don't know that it's the first time 
that we get Marvel heroes like doing the like the thing really loves playing poker. Um, Nineteen seventy nine in Marvel two and one. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Okay, uh, but it's it definitely it's like it just gives you a superhero hangout sesh that then throws in Marvel comic shenanigans. Yeah, a very fun comic. I I really enjoyed it. Um, it's it's. It's also got really nice art here by uh, Talent Caldwell. So talented, that guy. I and, know, uh, the, the talent. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's great. Yeah, it's a fun issue. There, there's some really fun, like, fun little character beats. I so really like Doctor Strange funny. just being That's so bad so at funny. That was great, yeah. <laughs> I, the moment where, like, uh, I, I can't remember who he's watching, but, like, I think it might be the Spider-Man Kingpin finale to this. Uh, and then, like... Peter wins, and then Stephen <laughs> Strange is just like, who won? <laughs> and just being like yeah. completely oblivious of the that's drama that's, yeah. that's happening in the room. Um, yeah, so what happens is that like they play for charity every year, the superheroes, and Kingpin comes in and challenges them, which I think is a really fun twist of Kingpin being like, here, uh, here's $50,000 for a charity of your choice, and then like if I win, what he's going to buy a yacht called superheroes folly and like smoke an illegal cigar just to like rub it in their face or something um, <laughs> yeah it's fun and it's a fun like i mean you know if you divorce this from what kingpin is in a lot of comics um just as kind of like the spider-man it, this is like the ultimate spider-man kingpin a little bit yeah right they uh they goof him up i love also the uh the spider-man story that he tells because they're trading stories here and i could use more of this stuff where he talks about the uh, the group of guys who, as like a fan as a club kink. or a hobby, they go out and get we can beaten say it's up as a by superheroes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess as a kick, it's so... Well, I mean, the, the joke where one of them's like, this is where Captain America hit me with his shield, the scar here. And then another guy's like, Dare, Daredevil almost nearly <laughs> sat on me once. <laughs> that, that, that joke really <sighs> got me. Um, just being excited. I don't even know what that means. Daredevil oh, you know what that means. You, but... Um, <laughs> um yeah <laughs> no it's it's, oh, wow. it's really really good it's fun it's the kind of like superhero interactions outside of like crossover events things that's like uh, we, need, we need more of this this is really fun like mm-hmm. um black cat and angel uh flirting is really fun too mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. black cat being there and and then peter like yeah diagnosing everyone's poker styles kind of it's a little bit it's on their really, really fun and, and yeah. it's like yeah it's I really like this kind of comic. It's like, hey, let's just do a full series of, of one-shot fun stuff with uh, with those characters and just hanging around. Oh, it is, oh okay, because it, it doesn't, and I actually kind of like the way yeah. that Jenkins like punctuates. Like, this comes right after that pretty serious uh, Spider-Man run. I, like, I think the immediate previous issues are the ones where Spider-Man gets his oh, like, right, organic yeah. webbing and turns into like a f- an actual spider. Which some people don't like that one. I kind of dig it. I mean, it was just trying to, I guess, align it with the movies. But I thought it was kind of fun. Um, I actually don't really like... I don't really like Jenkins' serious stuff in Spectacular, specifically. Mm-hmm. There's a Venom thing. Like you said, there's a Doc Ock thing. Um, but these kind of moments of levity, yeah. I think, tend to tend to hit pretty well in between yeah. things. But it, it's not. it's not like I don't like any serious attempts on Spidey. Like I said, I think the Revenge of the Goblin stuff is really great over on Peter Parker, Spider-Man, um, but just on this run specifically. But yeah, this issue is a great call-out. I, I read it and nearly included and I, I it. I also think it's like, it list. oh, this and is then, why we like Spider-Man. Like, he's fun. <laughs> like, he, it's just fun to hang out with this character. Yeah, and, right. Like, the character sure. surrounding him. What would you rather read, Since Zach, <laughs> this or your Goblin fetish? Since past. 
it's, it's not a joke. It's yeah, that's that's insane. But yeah, <laughs> I would choose that over this for sure. Um, well, that's you know, there's just there's a lot to chew on there. You know, since past. Um, I also picked another jokey issue uh, from 2001. <laughs> um, just because we didn't cover it, and I really like this issue. Rules go said. out the window during a Dean's list, baby. That's true. It, it's enough said issue, which was that month where we read the yeah. new X Men comic that did this, and I think the Thor, right? I think was it the Daredevil one yeah, yeah. as well to the list because I think we. Mm. Yeah, but well, I think there's we like read 24 the, of these. The so Everybody does it. These, like, enough said. Things. It's like him and hmm. Echo fighting through the city or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, that you're makes right. Sense. You're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dave, you weren't on that one, so you. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Great times we had. Those are so fun. <laughs> anyway, this is just another fun one. It's it's a little tough to talk about because it's silent. But uh, Paul Jenkins again, Mark Buckingham on art, who uh, I know from Fables, um, does really good facial work yeah, on Fables, the and then here that really shows up. And this actually kind of showed me that Mark Buckingham isn't great at action, like superhero action, but at the like. These nuff saids are really interesting in that they're like, um, they're illustrations of how to do comic book art and express things just purely visually, right? Mm-hmm. So like, three panels to show, like like the the moment where where the mime car and the Pope mobile. It's not Pope mobile, but there's a couple like monks in this car, and they have a little standoff, and it's like the two of them looking at each other back and forth and back and forth, and then revving their engines, and the stoplight is there, and then they take off. Like, all that is expressed visually, and you totally get the tension building in that moment. I think all that's really fun. This is about a pack of mimes called the Mean Mimes. Uh, I think they were introduced here. It's their only appearance. (laughs) I wish they were here more. They seem like there'd be a great Spider-Man villain. It's just a gang of mimes. Uh, Spider-Man traps them in a invisible like a uh, glass box that he welds together in about 30 seconds. Uh, it's kind of stupid. It's fun. I don't know. Yeah. Do it, I think? <laughs> this is one of the most unhinged <laughs> things you've done on, um, <laughs> on an episode that has you evaluating since past is one of the greatest comics. Uh, nonetheless, Zach, I'm glad you threw it in here. It's super fun. I nearly added it to our own enough said coverage, uh, but you know, it's obviously... You should have, because that takes like quite 45 essential, seconds to read. <laughs> yeah, it's super fast. Yeah, uh, it's fun. It's it like, it's doing to, yeah, similar no thing as, as uh, the poker issue, of, like just fun Spider-Man stuff uh, without like much meat behind. I think the poker issue is definitely more successful, like more fun to me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's like, it's yeah. it's yeah. funny, and it's yeah. funny to have those kind of like weirdo villains that like we, we don't... Especially, I feel like we I feel like we don't see anymore, right? Uh, they they've become kind of like um, Wikipedia fun, right? Did you know that that guy existed? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, or, or for the comics to then even point out, like, yeah. did you, you remember that time we fought Big Wheel? But yeah, Which just the seeing them in action, like, oh, that's and and but, seeing yeah, them in action yeah. as like the whole issue and just like not the first page before we move on to more interesting things. It's like, oh yeah, that's that that's fun. Should happen more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. I agree. I, I do like the... I know every issue is doing something like this, but it says, like, the the credits page at the beginning. It's like, Paul Jenkins, uh, and then Underworld. You really have to wonder what he did for this issue. And then Mark Buckingham, <laughs> yeah. carrying the entire load. William Foucher, except for this bit, because he was inking. And then, I, like, Comic Craft's Richard Starking, who does letters. And it goes, letter... Oh, right. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> um, those, are, those are all really good. Classic Marvel gag. Uh, okay. So now we got those silly comics out of the way. Let's talk about the best comic, 
on this list. <laughs> this is such a wild left turn. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Uh, it, you know what's weird? I brought Punisher last time for um, a Dean's list too. In Did you? Yeah, nineteen eighty four. I brought some War Journal and Warzone. I don't read uh-huh. Punisher comics. Like, why does this keep happening? <laughs> um, but they just kind of keep being like interesting moments in uh, in Marvel history. And so this is we read some Garth Ennis Punisher. Yep. Charlotte, you did not like it. The like the go- the goofball Garth Ennis stuff. Um, this is him in mostly not in goofball, the, the goofball mode. mode He's mode, doing yeah. Punisher Max. It's like yeah, yeah. I guess there's a few little jokes, but like for the most part, this is yeah. It goes for 64, 65 issues, which to me is crazy. I am actually very curious how this sustains for that long. Um, but it is the max line, so it gets to do, you know, swearing and uh, the hyper-violence stuff. And it is Punisher. To me, this reads as Punisher taken to its logical conclusion and kind of rubbing Marvel's face a little bit in... Hey, you had a you have a silly idea that you can't maintain in your mainline comics if you want like the Punisher to be a forever comic, right? Having someone who kills people but it's all bloodless and then also he never really faces repercussions for it or the like the you know, the violence is very like sanitized and and it's being like, "No, no, 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 no. Okay, let's get <laughs> nasty, let's get mean, let's get extremely violent and gory here." Uh, and yeah, it feels like a little bit of a, yeah, like, I don't know if it's specifically against Marvel, but it does feel like him being like the idea of this guy in a superhero world is stupid. Uh, and I'm going to like point out how stupid that is by making him just like completely untenable to think that this guy exists side by side with Spider-Man. Right. Um, what do you think, I mean, Charlotte? You said you had a lot to talk First about. thing is, I'm surprised <laughs> that I like this comic. I this this was the proof I was waiting for of yeah. like oh okay you can tell stories I enjoy with the Punisher. Um I think this is I, I like Whoa, this comic enjoy. and I it's the Hell first yeah. I think it's the first Punisher comic I've ever read that I actually like <laughs> which is yeah that's well cuz maybe it is I I mean to me it is kind of like not shying away or doing this kind of like half yeah in half out thing does like work a little more it's, we were just talking about this on extra issues we read prison pit which is just so like maximal violence and edginess and we're like why does this work when like so many yeah. other like edgy comics don't and it's just like it commits <laughs> you know uh there's still stupid stuff in here uh some of the a guy loses his balls in a solo cup no, i don't, I don't know if that's in this issue there's that woman who's just so horny for punisher that's like kind of funny so horny i know every time she <laughs> i find that kind of funny Really, that gets you. Okay, but yeah, that's a very preacher yeah. gag. Even like, yeah, um, micro yeah, yeah. It, uh, grabbing the, that one guy's balls to to threaten him. But I think, yeah, I think that's like yeah, that a good fine. mix I mean, of, that kind of goofball, uh, yeah. no pun intended, um, and his stuff with like, oh yeah, that's like that's actually a, a moment that makes sense in this comic where he's being threatening. Um, Is that a, the boy? No, because he's grabbing his balls. <laughs> no, because he grabbed his balls. <laughs> Charlotte, oh, goofball. Charlotte's little Charlotte's little uh, chuckle there at her <laughs> own joke you. was, was yeah. well worth the price of admission. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't know. I was yeah. like trying to figure um, out what you meant. I think but, okay. what I, I like most about this balls. comic is yeah. I really like the idea of Frank Castle not being a character. <laughs> Him being like this weird, like mm-hmm. almost mythical threat to, to mobsters of like, who what is this guy who is this guy what we can't get a handle of him we, we can't 
do anything about him. Yeah, I think it's like John, a very John good route, route to sure. take the Punisher yeah. in. Of like, he's yeah. like supernaturally good, even though he's just a guy, and that's like that's really fun. Um, that's really fun, and it's like I think it often can get messy when they try to get into the the psyche of of Frank Castle because they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to damn him, but also like have their fun mm-hmm. with him. And I think like. Mm-hmm. Not really, not really um, delving into his morality or anything. It's just like, hey, this shitty thing happened to him, and now he's doing this, and like, it's like it's insane and terrible, but also impressive, and like that. That's fine. Um, it's like that's 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 good. That's a that's a good way of doing this, I think. Um, and and yeah, like that gives you room to to give the focus on on secondary character that don't have to to have that inner problem of how does this how can this guy work. Um, like I like Micro going after him. It's like oh, and I I don't remember if we get exactly the yeah, motivations yeah. of Micro for going after him. Um, but like that that team of of uh, Micro's team is like interesting and like a good, like I'm I'm interested in those individual characters because they're like they're each specific enough and not just like uh rando FBI guy. Then I'm like, okay, there's there can be something here of like a surrounding cast of, of characters to follow um, against Frank or with Frank or anything. Um, so yeah, I'm, I really like this take on the um, the role the Punisher can have in his own comic that doesn't make me like <laughs> r- like uh, raise an eyebrow. Yeah, Zach, you 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 wanted this episode mm-hmm. to have me come around on Amazing Spider-Man since past. Uh-huh. But what wound up happening along the way <gasps> is I I did a hard flip here on Punisher Max. Now, Ooh. in my memory, I bought all five collected volumes of this. Wow. And I was okay. like, I'm going to do it. And I, at some point along that way, I was like, this sucks. <laughs> I hate this. Um, and I never yeah. finished. And I, I cannot remember when exactly that moment happened. But reading these first two issues again, and I revisited Born a little bit, which is the the prequel story that is like Punisher's origin in Vietnam. And Garth Ennis, you know, kind of from this point and, and certainly to present day is like loves like war comics, like yeah, loves doing yeah. war and is really effing good at them. They're great. They're really damn good. I read these first two issues and I was like, holy crap, yeah, I'm going to keep I'm, going. Yeah. Like I, I have to keep yeah, going. Yeah, I read more than see... two. I just... I included only two because that way you get a taste of it. It leaves on a cliffhanger, and if people yeah. want to read more, they can. Well, go. I also just like I had the nice experience of like I don't remember any of this once I got to <laughs> Punisher one and two. The whole thing with Micro turning on him. So like I don't know what happened on my journey where I had that reaction, but now I kind of want to start reading again and be like, is this for first volume great actually? And I was just like in a weird mood. I don't know. Um, yeah. but I I had a fantastic time reading these. I I guess I shouldn't have been surprised because it's like. I know I love Garth Ennis, you know? I, the, the Preacher is one of my favorite comics of all time. I've got uh, his Hellblazer stuff is fantastic. I like Punisher Welcome Back, Frank. You know, in, in my head, mm-hmm. I had sort of delineated, I like when he's got that Welcome Back, Frank, Steve Dillon, you know, kind of... kind of Silly. Comedy. Silly. Yeah, yeah, the, the silliness yeah, with the violence. People getting their heads punched off with bipolar bears. Like. I, I, in my head, I was kind of like, oh, that's more my speed. And Punisher Max is him trying to take it super serious, and that doesn't work for me. Um, but I did not find that to be the case here. I honestly thought, too, like, so they, they do, you know, he does, whatever, three, four pages of Punisher origin in Punisher number one. 
as far as, you know, his family being gunned down in the park. And I kind of found that as powerful as, like, the Morrison quietly all-star Superman first page of, like, you know, recapping the origin in four panels, you Mm -hmm. know? But it was like, I don't know, there was sort of a modern resonance where it was like, oh, yeah, like, this guy survived a mass shooting in the park with his family. You're a dad now, you know? Yeah, it actually hit, and and in a way that I do not remember Punisher stories hitting. So I was very impressed rereading these. Uh, It definitely made me think, I need to reconsider this because my my past evaluation does not seem to be jiving with what uh what i just went through hmm, cool i'm glad i you know i i read six issues of this uh and now, did you read born have you read born as well no mm-mm, i okay. have not so maybe i gotta check that out but like knowing this goes for 65 yeah. issues it's a really long run that makes yeah. me really curious because i'm like how does he what does he do to maintain this <laughs> like the first arc is the first arc with micro and Spoiler, Micro does not make it out of the first arc. So, like, that is not a continuing and Ennis, story. Ennis uh, is on it for 61 of those issues. Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he leave for the last four? <laughs> well, but that's what I'm saying, though, is he's on it forever. It's not like it yeah. changes hands. I, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We should also call out, there's another, <laughs> Ennis writes so much Punisher during this era. There's also a Marvel Knights Punisher that is initially him and Steve Dillon. Mm-hmm. And you might go look at that thinking, oh, I liked Welcome Back, Frank. I'll jump to that one. I don't like that Marvel Knights series. That That is definitely the the stepchild of this planet. And it, that goes for like 40 issues, too. And, and who likes the stepchild? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. That was a bad. I don't know what I was going for there. That yeah, is the one that doesn't get talked about. That's the one that gets ignored. If you said the stepchild was redheaded, then I'd be like, oh, well, yeah, obviously he sucks. But like... <laughs> Sorry to all the stepchildren. Yeah. That was I was a, I was a stepchild many times yeah. over. So all right, <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. Uh, my point being that is the ignored run, and it's like forty yeah. issues long. Hmm. Interesting. I read. I don't know if I read any of the Ennis Marvel Knights uh, stuff. I remember Punisher being part of like the Marvel Knights series, and that being so boring to me. But um, I did think we cover that so. on the show? I that rings a bell. Did. But I think it was incredibly boring. Did we just cover so what? Yeah, 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 we did. Oh, we did. Yeah, we did the three issues. I can't believe we talked about this. Marvel Knights, like the series Marvel Knights. Oh, yeah, That yeah, has yeah. the Punisher up, you know, front and center. But um, it's interesting that Marvel Knights is still going as an imprint. Uh, Technically, yes. Technically, yeah, yes. There's still stuff happening here. It, it definitely yeah. loses its luster after those first handful of years. Um, but no, Max is, you know, we I talked about obviously Jessica Jones being kind of the Max book that justified the line. And then Punisher Max is certainly... I mean. That's Certainly it, the one right? that There's I think like probably Punisher Max one. is the biggest okay. hit of, of yeah. the bunch, I think. The uh the Nick Fury Max series is like the other one that people know about, but I don't think it's that I think that's it. NS2, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. That's the one where like Stanley is just like, I don't know what comics <laughs> are anymore, man. <laughs> like, uh, where he's like, I just look at Nick Fury and he's choking a man with his own guts, and it's just like, what have comics become? <laughs> Those are my comics, um, which is pretty funny to me. Stanley and Garth Ennis were never <laughs> seeing eye to I thought you were going to say <laughs> Stanley and oh, Garth really? Ennis were never seen in the same room at the same time. <laughs> that too. That too. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find other like Max series. There's HBO but, uh, Max. There's there's a Deadpool there's Max that isn't awful, but it, I, I it's don't weird love that it. they abandoned this though. You know, not that like. I mean, I think it's silly to kind of just have, like, it, it's that they're squeamish. That, you know, a kid might pick up a book that has violence in it, but it's like there's a thousand books on the shelf. 
uh, that are like that. But also, the crazy thing to me is that, like, maybe stuff doesn't reach this level of violence, but we're going to read Old Man Logan soon, and, like, the comic's yeah. nasty. Yeah. Like, there's some real, like, Wolverine slicing the guts out of people, and their guts go splaying everywhere, and it's like, it's not that dissimilar. It really just kind of comes down to, like, um, is the blood red or green, and do they say the F word, right? Like, it seems right. like really the the delineation anyway i think it's a bummer that marvel doesn't have a you know a home for like weird you know slightly not exactly canon black label ish stuff i mean totes totally i don't i don't think the max line has has been that answer for them you know it's definitely no but it's definitely a thing you know alias alias and this like kind of stand off on their own i think like yeah but after that you kind of get those two and then it's just kind of it really fizzles and they i mean i think part of it is they didn't they didn't really know how to like get creators to play in that space that could that yeah. were really yeah. marketable, honestly. Um, and they, they didn't really know what to do with it, I guess. And I think you know what I see, and obviously I talk about this all the time. But yeah, I think just play the imprint game, you know, kind of the black label thing, and say, well, and, out and of look outside of your own creators, writers. You know? I mean, Earth X, like was a look at who's bad. doing that outside of Marvel because no one's doing that in Marvel. Sure, like Morrison, yeah, <laughs> who. Uh, I was just reading their uh, Substack this morning. They just put out one this morning, and they were like talking about DC and Marvel, and they were like, "I don't like Marvel." Some someone was critiquing them on their Fantastic Four one two three four uh, in the like Q and A section, and they were like, "Yeah, I just never liked Marvel. I like DC. Like, I liked a bunch of adults getting together to work together, and the Marvel heroes were always fighting." But like, you know, give them more, yeah. you know, runway to do weird stuff, right? Because new X Men obviously right like launches a thousand ideas out of it um not more it doesn't have to be morrison specifically but yeah 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 i mean earth x was that for me someone with like you know some reverence for um marvel just doing their totally own thing yeah not tied into continuity and marvel 1602 as well um you know what <laughs> i'm gonna yes Marvel. but yeah yeah you know cool. what i mean yes i, I that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not nearly as successful it's the same idea I, though I, I want yeah. space for a comic yeah. like that yeah, um, I'm going to uh, just real quick, if we can all pause our recording, go read Earth X again, uh, and then let's add that to the Dean's <laughs> list real quick. <laughs> you want to take I would credit like to for just that? Talk, I would just yeah. like to talk about that again, and Dave, you yeah. weren't on that episode. So. I was not. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, What's yeah, coming that's next gonna... time? That's the. This is the end of 2004. I think we ended with a bang. Yeah. I like ending yeah. with the Dean's list. That's a nice way to... To end the podcast, and we need uh, Fierro's heroes. Is that what we're calling it's it? A, or it's it's a Charlotte's Harlots. It's, it's a <laughs> I'll find something. I'll find a good name. Okay. Well, yeah, we need one of those, Charlotte. Definitely. Uh, next year, two thousand five, part one. We're finishing up the Fantastic Four run. We're doing a, and then we're doing a bunch of dance slot. So Great Lake Avengers and Spider Man Human Torch. Dave, were you? I was just about to say, didn't we just do that? And it's because we already recorded that. Episode. Recorded. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, yeah, we're starting out with a whimper. I don't know. <laughs> the Wade stuff's okay. Um, but there's all kinds of cool stuff. 2005 is a build-up to the big stuff. We're going well, we to build to the big stuff. Here's what I'm psyched for. One, we got New Avengers. The Brian Michael Bendis <laughs> New Avengers. No idea what to expect from that. So I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. We got Excalibur. Not Excalibur. I guess one issue. Of, we have one <laughs> issue of Excalibur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have House of M, which is, I know, the literal one panel from House of M. Yeah. Besides that, I do not know what it is. So, like, excited to get to that. We're getting to the big, ooh, oh, ooh. Couldn't be more overhyped for me. <laughs> I'm going to, my expectations are too high. The Ed Brubaker, Steve Epting, Captain America. Yeah. I'm extremely excited. 
going to talk X-23. That's coming up. We're finishing that Mark Miller Wolverine arc that I loved so much that we just started. Some more Joss Whedon. I got to go finish reading <laughs> reading that Whedon. <laughs> Now are you are you also reading are you also reading his nineties biography, uh, which celebrates his genius prior to this run? I like to do a full just is that a dive. thing? Um, uh, uh, you know. Just oh, really... I was waiting for a pun. I thought you were about to do a pun. There's an actual nineties. Oh, like, no, guy. Joss Whedon has an actual biography that is a uh, or like autobiography <laughs> memoirs. Called, um, that just happened. <laughs> Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon, the biography. No, there's another one. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. About it. Okay, perfect. Thank you. We're we're just you know I just feel like we you know yes. if anyone should get their due. Um, I have not listened to the episode that you already recorded, which has already come out. Did you like the the first arc of that you recorded? Of astonishing X Men. Yeah. Uh, so that will have released right by the time. We're... Yeah. Oh yeah, that that came out like four episodes ago. Yeah, People have already I, listened to that. I did that with Charles. Um. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah I mean, good. I I have. I guess I have mild critiques, but like Astonishing X Men is a a really great kind of welcome welcome to X Men comic. Um, After all that Morrison nonsense, I, no, I, uh, no, no, it's it's we yeah. talk about that a lot and how it's yeah, you know it kind of yeah. runs in, in contrast and the debate about you know newness versus back to the basic stuff and and that's the piece of it that I don't like in context. But if you're just if you're meeting a fan on the street and they want a yeah, good X Men yeah, comic, yeah. man, you can hand them Astonishing X Men, no problem. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> real easy. Right, well, we'll talk about it when we uh, we read the second arc in 2005. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all kinds of... And then some weird stuff. We got oh, Drax nice. the Destroyer uh, miniseries coming up. We got some... The end of the Daredevil run. A uh, a new Black Panther run. The Reginald Hudlin run. Which mm-hmm. I think looks really cool and seems really stupid <laughs> to me. Uh, what I read of it. So, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Looking, looking forward to it. Uh, over on... Our sister podcast, Extra Issues, Charlotte and I, let's see, right now we're... Uh, stepsister, <laughs> sick burn. <laughs> Got her. <laughs> Wait, no, that's me. It's me, I'm, I'm the podcast. stepsister. Um, right. <laughs> um, we are finishing up, I think right now in the public feed, we're finishing up our superhero yeah. subversions, right? So six issues, or six episodes about that with, uh, I think, the Brubaker and... Phillips sleeper and then we're going to be moving into covering the entirety of the works of Molly yes. Knox Ostertag in three episodes which is exciting if you are a patreon backer five dollars a month you have six months early access to that so all that is already up there plus we are three episodes into our fantagraphic series so we talked about love and rockets we talked about Daniel Klaus's black hole, eight not ball, black hole. yeah that's not right Daniel Klaus's eight ball and then we just did an episode about stoner yeah. comics which was very fun um to talk about so uh dave was on one of those episodes he's gonna be wait are you coming on another one no we have other guests um for our next episode yeah next up we're talking what are we talking next monsters black yeah. hole no monsters and my favorite thing is monsters yeah so do we have a new not do we have yet. a new not topic yet. yet or we're still still fantagraphics and y'all are deciding what comes next yeah we have three more episodes so uh which is three more months so probably we'll pick a new topic yeah. like in a month or so okay um yeah 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 it's been it's been fun it's been really like the fantagraphics thing has been really rewarding so getting a lot out of this looking forward to reading monsters so that i can legitimately get mad at dave for where he put it on his list <laughs> i assume i don't know I'm, have I'm you not read it i'm gonna no i haven't read it. i'm looking forward to it but you're you're the 
you know, it's, it's a little bit of a high. Oh, speaking of which, Dave. I am. Down, I day, think I'm alone on that hill. I think I'm alone yeah, on the so Barry Windsor Smith's monsters isn't is pretty bad. I think so too. The the other hill you're alone on, uh, V for Vendetta, being very overrated. I sat down yeah. to read that. I read about half of it the other day. Yeah. And I was shaking my damn head the whole well, time. Well, I we talked about this shaking. recently, but I'm I'm much like Punisher Max. I'm pretty confident I'd have you a do sim- for a revisit. A revisit would yeah. would mm-hmm. shake up my thoughts on that. I have little doubt. Yeah, I mean it's a very political comic, and if you read it when you were a teen or something or a young a young naive man i think i you know i probably read it at a time before politics were in everything you know yeah and i was probably like you know i was like why are all these politics in this book actually i was probably just thinking hmm no hugo (laughs) weaving Hmm. don't think i'm (laughs) (laughs) don't think i need this yeah uh all right thank you both i appreciate you know what dave i i thought we'd be yelling i thought we'd be screaming i thought we would be and that's exactly what happens um (laughs) <laughs> and sadly that's where we are <laughs> yeah. uh, i appreciate uh everyone you know we, we've been hyping up this since past episode for a while i think it went pretty well i hope uh <laughs> please don't harass me <laughs> i mean i'm 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 the only one who would get harassed here but uh please no don't. i mean hey listen i i said it at the front you have the much harder position and i genuinely appreciate <laughs> that you would take it knowing how angry it it makes or made people. I think we're far we're 20 years later. I don't think the wounds are as fresh. You know, I got to say too before we wrap, not nearly as much good criticism around since past as yeah. you would think. Mm-hmm. Um I thought this would have been one of those stories that had been kind of just bludgeoned to death and I I dug I dug and dug trying to find good, thoughtful commentary. A ton of it was like in the moment, obsessive, that kind of, you know, like I said, God bless the nerds doing the continuity dives type thing. I found this one just preposterously extensive. And listen, I'm saying that. I run Comic Book Herald. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like going panel by panel through issues of Amazing Spider Man, you know, talking about when Gwen and the Goblin, you know, could have done this and these things. And it's like, it's just like you're you're so missing the point. Um, and, but then I found, you know, like I didn't find, I found Owen likes comics, did a video about it saying the worst Spider-Man story ever. But then in the video, didn't really commit to that. I love Owen been on the show. Does a nice job. Didn't really commit to selling. Why is it the worst? You know, I didn't think, um, you know, kind of, kind of lets it speak for itself, which, you know, fair enough. Yeah. That's, that's the tone I get, which is why I wanted to talk to you about it. Cause I knew you wouldn't really do that, but it does feel like people approach it. It's self-evident. Right, like yeah, it's self-evident that this is terrible. which, which is which is why I so appreciate you coming at it from the other angle, not just to be contrarian, because that is incredibly rare, incredibly rare, because it is yeah. it is one of the most groupthinky opinions, unifying, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, we're just like no, that's awful, and it's like and okay, I am not, why? I know I have the reputation, I am not a contrarian by choice. Like I sat down actually to read this again, which is probably my third or fourth time reading this comic. And I, it's been a long time, and I was like, you know, I probably, I probably am going to come down on a little bit. You know, I've thought about it for a while, and then I read it, and I was like, no, this is pretty. Good. I was surprised you didn't. I thought you were going to hedge. Yeah, I, and, I and thought I was not. too, and then, yeah. and then I read it again last night, and then I was like, and I thought I'd be fully on Dave's side. Yeah, like I genuinely thought I'd be like, yeah, yeah, this, this is, this sucks, and this is like one of the worst things we've ever read. It's like, yes. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. 
at how I mean how I don't think evenly it's, you played that. I don't think it's good there, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it merits <laughs> strong opinions one way or the other for the most part, except for like one or two specific mm-hmm. aspects. Like, would that, you? That is that is true in that if it did not have the wild, you know, the hatred for it that it does, it is not a comic yeah. I would approach thinking about this much right like we probably would have read it and it would just be like oh yeah it's kind of a crazy to do that to gwen stacy but yeah it worked it's fine whatever and then we just move on <laughs> but like yeah it is so notorious that it's you know you can't just approach it like any other arc um no i actually feel not. the same way about uh one more day where i'm like i don't know comics do crazy swings all the time but like this one is just so hated that it you know you you your attention widens uh reading well it. and i mean you know that's that's the the vantage point that we get to bring on my mother's years like we yeah. have the the benefit of hindsight but also the the challenge of overcoming well what has been canonicalized in fandom mm-hmm. that maybe isn't how we should be thinking about this or maybe we can't fully explain right and i think that's the the good challenge is to like again it's like i said earlier it's just like if you can articulate why mm-hmm. then then you're doing it <laughs> right you've done you've you've yeah. fully evolved you've done, you've into a comics a critic yeah exactly yeah. yes fist i'm pumping my fist but um, uh if you if you liked the tenor of this conversation too i should say we are going to be doing our series convincible ooh, yeah. um in the coming oh, weeks yeah. <laughs> where where we uh zach and i and charlotte will join us um are going to finally hash out whether or not invincible is a good comic so convincible is coming i think it'll have a similar tenor it will probably have similar um lack of resolution (laughs) you know oh that one of us doesn't go from yeah yeah from one extreme oh yeah you're right i see it now but uh but that's fine we'll still have the conversations you know what? There's a much higher chance that I reread Invincible. <laughs> God, it, it's going to ruin the premise of the show entirely. But if I reread Invincible, and I'm like, you know, this is pretty good, actually. <laughs> and then I show up to the podcast with that. That one, uh, yeah, I kind of have throw to. Don't I'll try to hate it for you. If it happens. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. It would be I'm funny not, I mean, to, watch us, gonna... to watch the three of us just yeah. alternate positions uh, as over the course my, of the show. My real prediction is that people will be surprised at how much I don't hate it. And you, Dave, I think are going to come down a lot on it. I think, I don't know. I just, I got that feeling. I feel like it's been a while since you read it. Yeah. I think you were at the height of your superhero fandom when you right. read it. I think so. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's coming soon. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Awesome. Take us out, Dean's List. Oh, uh, but. Whew, uh, no, no, wrong one. <laughs> see you in the funny papers. Uh, nope. Oh, uh, uh. Nope. Ultimate, my ultimate year will nope. see. Okay. Expired. Uh, enjoy the comics. Disaster piece. <laughs> oh, enjoy the. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you both for coming. See you next year. We will see you next year. See you next year. See you next year.